Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lumber Connection, recorded live at BCMC 2022 in Columbus, Ohio. I was fortunate to have the opportunity to spend an hour on stage talking through many facets of lumber buying with Justin Binning and Ken Timmons, both of American International Forest Products, or AIFP. We were joined by special guest Larry Dix of Apex Trust. Larry is the lumber buyer at his plant and brought some component manufacturer perspective to this episode. Please enjoy this excerpt. So, Larry, I think you've said you work with a few people, but I'm curious, are you committed to pretty much one source for lumber, or do you have a few folks? So, now I am. I've been committed for well into over a decade. Uh, I bought from one uh, lumber broker, and it's worked out well. We we lock into five different mills. We don't go out and try to buy from the bigger mills. People that we know we're very comfortable with the quality of their materials and stuff like that. So, um, we build, we have a very good relationship, as you said, you know. I have a full-time buyer. He just doesn't work for me. You know, I send out my inventory every day. He looks at it. We communicate, you know, and stuff like that. So that's what's worked for us. Yeah. Um, we are looking at some opportunities now, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> Cats out of the bag. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's just because I'm getting older. My buyers, my lumber guy's getting older. I need to look at some, you know, some legacy things there and transition. So that's what I'm looking at. Nice. So, Larry, this is also for you. Most mm-hmm. of the questions will be, I know these guys will fill in with things that, that are appropriate. It sounds like you've kind of answered this question. You're, you know, I understand what your buying strategy is. What would change about that if you just, you said, someone said you've got gajillions of dollars and you have to spend all of it on lumber. What would you diff- do differently? Would you keep a lot more lumber on the ground? Would you? Probably okay. not. So that's just not working. I've, I learned that luckily with somebody else's money back in the uh, early 90s. <laughs> and, you know, we, I thought I was smarter and I bought a bunch of lumber and Guess what? They said, oh, lumber will never be this cheap. Kind of like when you bought your first house and interest rates were 18%. They said, oh, it's never, this is what it's always going to be. And we get mortgages 30 years later at 3%. Okay. So I bought a bunch of lumber, made a position, and it it dropped probably $100, you know, which was a lot back then, you know, and, and I didn't, I lost money on all that. And the guy that owned the company said, well, you know, he set me down and we talked about it. And from that point forward, I just kind of learned that unless you're a big operator, it's not going to make that big of a difference. And turning dollars is more important than having a, you know, inventory sitting there because that's still assets tied up, cash sitting there. So I wouldn't change the way I'm doing it at this point. So it sounds like you were really just in time sort of, you know. I do. I keep a relatively low inventory. We keep a smaller. We don't have a lot of SKUs, which I'm a big, you know, big fan of. I don't think you need to have, you know, 10 different lumber grades. We try to keep 12s and 16s of, of DSS. We're using that typically in girders maybe addicts, basic stuff like that. The two before, number two, number one, we're going to carry in through, you know, eights through 16s, which I know some markets go to 20s. Our market just doesn't have that really available. So that's that's the way we kind of do it. Sure. You guys want to talk a little bit about, I mean, we're, we've talked a lot on the podcast about the just-in-time mentality. Do you work with other folks? I don't expect you to out anybody in the audience or anything like that, but do you work with other folks that are approaching this differently? Like what strategies are you seeing in the markets that you're working with? Uh, wide, wide variety. I'd say, you know, 80-20 rule in life. 80% of guys, probably very similar to Larry, okay. buy what you need. I mean, if we, if pretend we're not talking lumber, let's talk groceries, right? Um, we have to talk about food at least once. It's my, it's my thing. <laughs> I, um, 
if you're, you know, you're a family of five and you buy groceries, you're probably going to buy most of what you're going to eat that week. Maybe there's a great sale on some snack and you love it and you got to get it and you put a couple in the cupboard, right? Um, or maybe you go to the grocery store every day after work and you get your one day of groceries. Uh, but on the same token, if, if uh, there was a food shortage or something, you're going to load it up. So just like Larry's saying, but I would say most people operate in that just-in-time model, probably 30 to 45 days worth of inventory. That's kind of the sweet spot for a lot of people. Uh, not everybody. Some people, regardless of market direction, do load up. And there's various strategies for that, you know, hedging with the futures board, this and that, reselling it out. You know, because some component manufacturers, for example, also have a wholesale lumber division. Mm -hmm. So they do get a little bit of flexibility in if they're not using it, they could resell it to their avenues. Okay. You know, there's all sorts of different uh, approaches. But I'd say the, the majority, 80% are just like Larry, right? Okay. You, you buy what you need, uh, keep it simple, few SKUs. I love that mentality. I think it's a good cash flow approach for businesses of all scale, um, whether you're a, a little mom and pop or you're the big national guy, doesn't matter. But I'd say that's, that's, uh, and that's more routine over the last 18 months. Okay. Right. If, if you go back five years, not the case, you go back two years, not mm -hmm. the case. Okay. So do you have anything to add to that? I concur. I would say <laughs> on the grocery metaphor, you do have to do a Costco run every once in a yeah, while. Absolutely. They, they are expensive. So, but you are getting value in buying more quantity. Right. Right. So you, you will find some particular items. Yeah that you will see some people maybe take a, a more sizable position on. Okay. But yeah, and then I also think it's uh, a lot has to do with the segment, depending on who, what the end use for that product is and how they manage their business. Okay. All right, so Larry, this next question is a little personal, so you can answer how you see fit. It's been tough these last couple of years. I mean, it's been, there's been a lot of unknown and, you know, I think just a variety of things, COVID included, threw us into kind of a tailspin. How would you say that lumber has stressed your working capital over the last, I'd even say two years, that seems like. You know, we didn't get stressed on the capital side. I mean, it was, the stress really came from the staying ahead of it side. Okay. I mean, because if you were able, if you weren't locked in contracts, which we were fortunate, we're not in that sphere. Yeah. Um, we didn't get crushed on that. Um, so we, we really didn't have a lot of stress. I mean, the stress was, could you get lumber? You did have to get a little smarter about buying a little farther out things like that, but it, it didn't because we were able to get numbers up as we went and we were able to catch up to it faster. But there was, I guess, God, I don't remember anymore. It's so jacked up was three or four months. I mean, it's just like you'd raise your price on Monday and you were about, you were low on Wednesday. And that was more stress trying to do that and just trying to survive. And then all of our other products were all going up. And so now it didn't really, I mean, I'm more stressed, you know, the next four years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but no, it didn't, it didn't affect us that much other than just trying to stay ahead of it. So. So I've posed the next slide as a question, but it might be more of a discussion because I think there'll be some things that you guys can add from a, what you're hearing in the market. And I think to some degree, Larry, you've a little bit answered the question, this next question, which is, you know, from the design perspective, are you buying lumber to fill what you're already working on or are you just buying what you could find? And it sounds like you do. You keep a pretty strict inventory of some specific things. But I'm wondering if, you know, there is some discussion to be had around substituting and redesigning depending on what you could or couldn't find, especially when we were in a little bit more of the famine mode than we are now. Um, we did a little bit. So there, there were some times that we would have to, on our wides especially, that's where you get the most stress is because of um, typically girders or attics trying to get bigger spans, things like that. 
So we'd have to downgrade to a number one and try to build into it and hope we could get DSS. So we did have to do some of that. It wasn't a lot, but um, yeah, you had to be paying attention. That's for darn sure. And we're, we're buying, you know, we don't, we don't buy MSR. So in our market, just doesn't have a lot of that available. So um, yeah, we, we did have to, to get a little nimble in that area. Splice where we didn't like to always splice, but we had to because we couldn't get the particular length at that time or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely there. What were you guys hearing? Were folks that you were selling to or that you continued to sell to doing that kind of thing? Like, what were they doing to sort of work around the issues of things not being in particularly high quantity availability? Were we looking retrospective? I think you know, probably like, mostly. I mean, there are probably some folks. Well, they'd be like, that. hey, do you have a 16, two by four? I said, no, I have 14. It's like, okay, well, that'll work. Okay. You know, I mean, you, <laughs> you, you adjust. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, it was, yeah. it was, I mean, uh, things that I've, We'll, we'll never see again. I mean, it was just a, it was a pure fiber grab. Okay. I mean, it's pure sense. It was, uh, if you had wood, you were, you were an all-star. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we still have issues, you know, even though we are, we've got a better balance in, with supply and demand. I mean, if any of you have looked for two by 10 MSR and you know where to find someone, let's talk afterwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, you still have a lot of items on a continual basis that are really, really difficult to source. And there's a lot of reasons for that, whether it's sawmill production issues, planers, you know, we still COVID we're, you know, it's still, we're, we're kind of out of that, but we're not completely. Um, we still have labor issues with that. And when you get a COVID o- outbreak or something, they'll shut a mill down for a week, but yeah, it's, it's still not perfect. And I know I, I've been talking to some customers here today that are struggling to find certain items. And I know we certainly have, I can sell the heck out of it on stuff I can't find. I mean, every day. I mean, it's, it's amazing and stress grades, wides. Yeah. yeah. Ken? Ditto. Ditto. All right. <laughs> we had to have at least one ditto, right? <laughs> That's how that goes. All right. Well, you've already a little bit answered this question, but I'm going to go back to it because it was at the end of my deck, but I'm also looking a little bit more for maybe not a recommendation, but just again, what you guys are seeing. I mean, you've set kind of what you do to keep lumber stock. Do you, what would you recommend? I mean, let's, let's have a little bit of I'm going to ask for some free advice on the stage. I'm going to start my own component manufacturing plant. I don't know what to do. What would you tell me to do? Less is more. Okay. Uh, for Molly Tress LLC, I think, um, you know, kind of like Larry was saying, your lumber inventory is capital, right? And it doesn't do you any good if you're buying SKUs that you only flip every six or nine months. Right? That's dead capital. So you, just to give a, a broad example, if you have... Um, MSR or one and better something for your cord stock and you buy, let's just say stud grade for your web stock. Uh, if you're buying a length of web stock that you don't move in that period of time, yeah. frankly, you might as well just cut it out of your high grade cord stock and keep that money moving, in my opinion. And everyone has different cash flow challenges and opportunities and philosophies. Um, but in my opinion, I think less is more is a good mentality. And I don't think there's probably a single person in this room that says, oh yeah, my customer likes bad lumber. No, you know, so you might as well, you know, upgrade yourself a little bit, provide a quality product and make sure your SKUs are moving um, frequently. So that'd be my, my short two cents on that one. So if lumber goes down, typically value, the quality goes down. So what we found is we would buy, you know, number two when it would drop really cheap because there's plenty of number three in there because they seem to always cut the visual side of it down. So you get a lot more junk. So we would tend to then know that we would have kind of built in number three in the system, even though it'd be grade stamp number two. And then that would be less. And if the spread 
I, I don't hold me to this, but I mean, if it gets more than 20%, we kind of start looking at it, but you can call 20% out of number two all day and get a number three match for the most part. So that's why that was the other reasons why. And quite frankly, when you're poor, you do what you got to do and you try to manage cash flow and try to do things as, and turn inventories. And that's what kind of got us into that. And we just stuck with it and it's worked out, you know, over the last 20 years. Great. Yeah, and I, I mean, I agree with Kat. I mean, I, the thing what's, what's funny is because I'm still finding new uh, you know, grades of pine. I mean, there's, I don't know how 50 plus different, you know, skews <laughs> right. pine you could buy and people want more. They're like, well, can you make it like this? Can you make it like that? And Mills, Mills kind of finally given up and they're like, we're not doing anything else. I don't care how much you want to buy from us. We're done. This is what we make, you know, because there's a ton, there's a ton of different grades. So I would say from a, you know, gen typically from a, um, uh, you know, mo strictly monetary standpoint, if you can, if you're starting something, you buy what they make the most out of, right? That's typically from a supply standpoint, um, where you're going to buy, find your best deals day in and day out, um, of what's being produced the most heavy in, in South. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you would stock number one SS or number one dense and SS and DSS. So we just stock number one in DSS. I mean, what's the spread plus the carry and everything in there? And it's just one more thing. The way I look at it too is that, and all of y'all look at, is that if that person makes that mistake and should have put DSS and they messed up and put SS or number one dense or you run into a liability issue, which the odds are you aren't, but that could bite you. So you know, we're trying to dumb things down, simple, stupid, try to keep it very straightforward so that we don't have to take a lot of guessing out in the shop and stuff like that. So, and it all just kind of plays with that same thing is keep your, your number skews down and try to simplify and not have to go through a dig. You know, if you've got a lumber picker and they have to pick through five grades instead of two grades, what are you really gaining? Yeah. You know, so you might as well just have them picking those two things. And same thing on links, on our high grades. Anything two by six, two by eight, two by 10, two by 12, we only stock 12 and 16's DSS. We sometimes will carry a number one, but that's typically going to higher grade stuff anyway. You know, so we don't do a lot of two by six, you know, roof trusses unless they're girders sure. or super 50 foot spans or greater. Thank you so much to Justin, Ken, and Larry for their time and expertise on the stage at BCMC 2022. I look forward to sharing more of our live Lumber Connection recording in future episodes. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com 